Welcome to Cradle of the Ball in the post the Apocalypse. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello! And Mike. Hello! And today we're doing a movie review on the cinematic masterpiece. Oh, yes. The straight to DVD release. Hardly cinematic, then, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what would you call it then? Just the straight to DVD yeah. masterpiece. It's wonderful. It's, it's cinematography, a, I can call it cinematic. It's incredibly ambitious. Maybe. Yeah, alright, anyway, the film's called Android Cop. Yeah, <laughs> made by the Asylum, and if you know anything about them, you should be as excited as you are. That made no, no sense, but anyway. <laughs> you should be living in an asylum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, fine. <laughs> Before we do weird news, let's say hello to a few uh, listeners we've got who uh, are making a, making a difference for us. So we got uh, Chennai, India. Someone listening there. What? Someone in the Philippines in Mountain Looper. Lots of American towns. Texas, Wyoming. Yeah, nice. Illinois. St. Michael in Canada. Reykjavik in Iceland. Santa Cruz, Costa Rica. Copenhagen in, wow. in Denmark. Bucharest, Romania. Antwerp, uh, Belgium. San Jose, Costa Rica. Well, we've got Costa Rican, Costa Rican following. Uh, <laughs> Stockholm. Tel Aviv, Athens, Berlin, and Flint, Michigan, top again. Flint, Michigan is top every week. Yeah, at the moment. Thank you, Flint, Michigan. Listening. And if you want to be top of the list, then tell your friends to listen to us. Mm. Simple as. Do it. Do it now. (laughs) Berlin second, actually. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Very popular over there. All right, then, let's get into it. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. So weird news, this will take 20 minutes, half an hour. We start some we tell you some random shit we found yeah. on the net this week. Okay, well this is disturbing. Horrific pictures of gruesome injuries as man hacks off penis after dream. Wow. What a uh, dream! Yeah, isn't it? yeah wow. <laughs> How? Well, okay, well, I want to know what the dream is. So I'm going to read on. It doesn't sound like a pleasant dream. That's what that <laughs> if I'm hacking my penis off. <laughs> if I'm waking up and hacking my own penis off, that was not a pleasant dream. No, no. So, horrific photos are emerged. Oh, this, sorry, you can see the photos. This is from the mirror.co.uk. Wahib Saud Sadu, 35, said he was fed up with women demanding sex from him in a dream, so he chose to cut off his manhood. What a did it. Idiot. I get the feeling he's lying. Now, shocking images show the injuries from which the fashion designer is still recovering. Wow. Uh, Wahab said he carried his genitals to a neighbour's house in Alapat, <laughs> Nigeria. Imagine that, knock on the door, the guy standing there with his cock and balls in his arms. Just, just Babe, listen. what's the matter? In from next door, he's got his cock and balls in his arms. <laughs> Don't get back in the dirty pub. Oh, you know what my I mean? God. Right, let, let me just... just Tell you what old Wahab says. Mm-hmm. Speaking after the horror, the husband said, 
prior to the incident, I had a dream in which three unidentified women appeared to me and ordered that I drink battery acid, which I did the following morning without the knowledge of anyone. <laughs> You're an idiot then, aren't you? <laughs> three days after, I had another dream where the same women ordered me to wake up and cut off my penis. It was after cutting it off that I regained consciousness, so I rushed home for, me for immediate remedy. Wow. I'm going to... It does say... It's the handiwork of witches. Oh my god, it was a razor blade. What's the immediate oh, remedy? Fuck. What's the immediate um, remedy? Get a fucking sewing. <laughs> he was using a razor blade? Oh god. Just Perhaps one little razor some blade. Ice. Maybe they get there quick enough, maybe they can do something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest, look where it was. The facilities weren't going to be the best, were they? Are you saying the Nigerian National Health Service doesn't have top-notch medical care? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. I've never been there, never researched it, not looking into it, just going to make a fucking out-there guess and say it might not be up to the standards that you and I, us Brits, living in our streets paved with gold, <laughs> Brexit... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure they have top hospitals in Nigeria. They're not witch doctors again. Yeah, no one's turning up in a wooden mask and waving some fucking smoke I around. I didn't fucking say that. That's YouTube, literally. I, I just said it might not be up to the standards that we expect. I didn't say anything about witch doctors and masks. Racist. I realise what you're trying to do. You're trying to paint me into a racist corner, but you instead revealed yourselves. No, it's how he said paint him into a corner. Not blackface! <laughs> Jesus, you sound like Twitter! <laughs> Just saying. I know, but they might not be the standard of comedic effect. What about if it's a UN hospital? Oh, but I'm not saying. What about if it's a UN hospital? They'd be pretty good. They might have a UN hospital out there. <laughs> Now, I'm just saying, look, all I'm saying Nigerians, is... Nigerians, a lot of them come here. <coughs> yeah, exactly, because their hospitals are shit. No, I'm <laughs> Fly all the way here for fucking medical care, guys. <laughs> they come here to study medicine and go back mm. as qualified doctors. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not going to take the risk if I don't have to. Remember well, that story we read about AIDS on the towels in Africa? <laughs> no, that was <laughs> that like religious lunatic. That was Pat Robinson. Oh, did it? Was it not true? No. Oh, right. Then. Everything Pat oh, Robinson back, says it's fine. isn't true. Oh, I would definitely get my cock reattached in a Nigerian hospital, definitely, because that's what you guys tell me. It's, it would definitely be safe and clean, and they'd have I'm not saying... top notch, world class, world class medical facilities, and I would be absolutely fine. My cock, I wouldn't wake up with my cock hanging from my earlobe. Or like I'm not advising you to carry out and test this theory. I am. <laughs> I'm intrigued. So I can bleed to death on the phone. So you you go to Nigeria. We'll Episode back. 112. Gas bleeds to death on the phone from Nigeria. Uh, you're gonna love this one, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Well, apparently this happened, this happened in 2015. Oh. But the images have only just come to light. I want to see the images now, Mike. Can we no. move off? Can we move off? Reader, reader mode, please. Please don't show them. I'm not looking. You don't have to look. I want to see how bad this is. Have you seen them yet? No, it's oh, it's all censored, mate. It's, it's all, all censored. Oh, thank God. It's all thank, censored. Thank God, some humanity left, some decency, some Christianity left in the world. Well, 
Either way, use a fucking razor blade. <laughs> well, Nigeria. Well, they got knives, guys. <laughs> Fuck's sake. No, maybe they haven't. I'm joking. Please don't write me. I don't need to know. I'm literally joking. Old-fashioned jokes. Yes, I'm out of touch. I'm the patriarchy. I'm the problem. You, you cisgendered white male. Oh God, I know, I know, I suck. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but I'm funny. My ex-boyfriend got the boot <coughs> when he put his tiny penis in my belly button. <laughs> ben, well, why are you sending your stories in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite confident, guys, that my name is not going to be mentioned in this article. Because they protected it. <laughs> I like I'm it. joking. Redacted. <laughs> Nalufa Atik from London All thought she had it. met the perfect boyfriend but dumped him over his quote tiny willy and terrible sex wow so she'd blab to the mirror yeah that's nice of her well she's probably been inundated with offers since though hasn't she she said she'd had her eye on Robin I think that's a made up name for a while but they finally got into bed she was left bitterly disappointed the 43-year-old, who was in her early 30s at the time, said her beau was partial to poking her belly button with his tiny penis, <laughs> licking her eyelids and elbows, and massaging her earlobes. What's wrong with that? That's how you do it, innit? I want to know why this woman is telling this story when... Money. Yeah, but... They pay for stories. Yeah, but, I mean, she's hardly fucking model. She's modelling class. I mean, she's just some random bird. She's pretty good-looking. Well, she's alright. I wouldn't say she was fucking stunning enough to be able to go around bragging about all the fucking massive penis she's had about from this bloke. Alright, don't get defensive. Just because she's just described your entire technique. Bigger the front, bigger the back, girls. <laughs> I'm only joking. No, I think she's quite attractive, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, pictures, they can be dishonest. Also, I realised she sent it to the story for the same reason I tried to sell my Winston Churchill's ghost story. True. You should have followed quid. through on that. You should have. Yeah, we will one day for the show. For the, anyone interested, the story was that Winston Churchill's ghost got me fired from my job. Details coming soon in the sun. Yeah, probably. Or the mirror, where this story's from. Yeah, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Why has why she got the right to blab about this? Well, she hasn't named him. I think... It's just an advert for her, isn't it? She's obviously wants some attention and she's got it from the mirror. Yeah. Anyway, fuck her, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you going for this one, Mike? I've just done it. Oh shit, I just don't do mine. <laughs> is it my turn? Yes, it is. Wow. Woo! Hello. Man suffers rectal blowout after friends shove air compressor up backside. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. No, it's not a phrase you want to hear. Rectal blowout. Nope. No, it is not. I consider you two gentlemen as friends. Dear friends, please don't ever Thank put you. anything in my rectum. I wasn't planning on it. Me either. It's not a, no. It's not something I would... A hey, man's rectum is his own rectum. It's, it's not <laughs> yeah. a part of friendship that I ever anticipate happening. But you get no. those kind of lads, don't you, That where it's very bro-y, but also a bit... Homoerotic? Yeah, you get the feeling there's a sense of repressed homosexuality sometimes amongst these people. You sure do. Oh, the Panini's bum! <laughs> yeah. Everyone looks, oh, sort of looks at them and he goes, Joking, his... joking, of course. But obviously, not this time. There was enough of them there to go, Oh, yeah, put it up his ass. It's in his bum. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so back to the story. 
A man suffered a quote rectal blowout as his mates put a compressed air pump up his arse and turned it on. The 30 year old man. 30? Yeah. I was thinking about 15 <laughs> you, you, you or something. You should know better, man. <laughs> you should have better friends aged 30. The 30 year old man from New Delhi, India, was rushed to hospital after the ill thought out prank left him with a burst colon and surgeons had to remove his entire bowel. Wow. Oh God, shit in a bag for the rest of his life. Oh, oh, yeah, pretty much. Shit, shit. <laughs> Literally. According to a report by doctors from the Mawalana Azad Medical College in New Delhi and the All India Institute of Medical Sciences in um, a place in India, <laughs> which was published in the Journal of Medical Case Reports, the man's, quote, perverted friends, therein lies the problem, yeah. put the nozzle of an air pump designed for tyres up his anus and hit inflate. Wow. Due to the pressure, the man had a, quote, complete blowout of the rectum. Fuck. During surgery, doctors found faecal matter amongst his other internal oh, organs, no. the report. So he's got shit on the lungs? Shitty lungs. That's one hell of a prank gone bad. It is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the medics noted that the injuries the man suffered were caused when air pressure, well, shit, no shit, shit, yeah. inside the rectum rises so much that it explodes. <laughs> The report also details two other men who suffered injuries in the same way. The report writers describe the life-changing injuries as those you usually see, quote, confined to battlefields. Jesus. There's a lot of people on battlefields getting their rectums blown out. <laughs> Dr. Lovenish Baines, who co-authored the report, said, quote, Education regarding such machines and their safe use must be encouraged because most of these cases are accidental and due to ignorance. I would agree well, with that. And also perversion and being like, how thick. You don't yeah. need to be like a, a fucking. You don't need a certificate in safe tyre inflator machine operation to understand that sticking it in the fucking anus of a human and pressing blow. Might not be fucking structurally positive for the anus of that person. Sticking it in any orifice of a person. Not going to be good, is it? No, it's not going to. It's not going to end well. The people in this garage are fools. I, th I don't think they've had their health and safety training. No, I certainly don't think. Well, yeah, I don't want to sound racist again. I've already picked on Nigeria, but you know, it wouldn't happen at Quick Fit. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I bet it's happened at Quick Fit before. <laughs> They've just kept it. The fucking the, the youth training scheme guy, <laughs> the apprentice. Gary, Gary, stand over, Gary. <laughs> He's going up your ass, Gary. My one shit's quicker than a quick, quick finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, into a fucking bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see his ass go. Anyway. <laughs> I think that concludes the news for yeah. this week. Yeah, it? I think it does. I think it does. So, um, we'll just call oh, a good quick, quick break and we'll crack on with the with the movie. Sounds good to me. So let's crack on with today's main topic: Android Cop, the movie. What a fucking piece of cinematic gold! It's hard to argue with that assessment. I, can I read some of the reviews? You certainly can, Mike. Robocop meets Mad Max, four star. Creature Feature Corner. Hey. Full Metal Mayhem. 
Geek Legion of Doom. I wouldn't say Full Metal Mayhem. We could trust them. Great fight scenes, matchflick.com. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll explain how I came across this movie. I was shopping in Asda, and for our international listeners, Asda is one of the big, think Walmart. It is Walmart nowadays, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's it's owned literally Walmart. owned by Walmart, actually. But, you know, bigger, big supermarket where you can buy everything. The only bit that makes going for a big fucking food shop, like, bearable for me, is like a little treat of going upstairs to the fun bit, as we call it, where they sell DVDs, clothes, games, you know, <coughs> the non-foody yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I'm up there looking at things, not expecting to buy anything, and I see something called Android Cup. And we should also state that Robocop is in my top three favourite movies of all time ever. Love that guy and that movie. Was it this review? Because I missed one. Hard pumping action. That certainly helped, Mike. (laughs) Four star creature feature. Yeah, (laughs) and it was three pounds. Three pounds. And would you like to describe the actual DVD? I mean, it comes in a very tasty cardboard sleeve. It does. It It does. It's very professional. Mm Mm-hmm. There is some some wonderful artwork on it. Could you not be fooled into thinking that's a Hollywood movie? I could. I would know it's straight to DVD, which some of them aren't bad. Mm, there you go. You know, but it's a very professional-looking case. Probably spent more on the case than the film. <laughs> 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 I like it. I'm impressed with the overall presentation of their package. Excuse me. There you go. Android Cup. So how does this thing come to be? So straight away I bought it, obviously. Three quid. Come on. Film for three quid. If film this, for three quid. If this know. is your first episode ever, I love robots and films with robots in, even if they're shit. So how does this film come to be? How does it get there? Who actually goes through? Because we've watched it. It's an actual film, isn't it? Someone's yeah. made an effort. Yeah, the storyline is not that bad at all. Yeah. And we have literally just watched it, let's say, the viewer. It's, it should still be fresh in our drug-addled minds. We'll see. Um, so how does it come to be? Well, there's a little company called The Asylum. Now... Right. The only way they will probably be on your radar as just a regular, you know, not someone who's an uber B-movie nerd is Sharknado. Oh, it's them guys. That's their big hit, basically. Mm. Um, And they've had a TV hit as well called Z Nation. Oh, I've heard of that. A zombie thing. Yeah. Those are their two sort of hits. The Asylum... They are an, um, they're an American independent film company and distributor that focuses on producing low-budget direct-to-video films. The company has produced titles that capitalise on productions by major studios, often using film titles and scripts very similar to those of current blockbusters in order to lure customers. Yeah, like Transformers became Transmorphers. Yes, I've got yeah. a list in a bit. We'll go through some of their more um, <laughs> audacious... Or, um, <laughs> These titles have been dubbed Mockbusters by the press. Its titles are distributed by Echo Bridge Home Entertainment, GT Media, and of twen- and as of 2015, Cinedigium. Ooh. I'm not sure how to say that, but it looks like that. They are perhaps best known for creating the Sharknado films and the sci-fi original series Z Nation. And here's an amazing tidbit for you. Okay. The Asylum has never had any losses from any of its film productions. Wow. Mm. So... Then again, making a dollar over doesn't count, though. They make it, they spend a million dollars... That's the thing. And they make a million, a million one. Much less than a million. Much less than a million, that's true. In some cases. 
basically they uh, they were founded by a director called uh, David Michael Latt and a former Village Roadshow executive David Rimmerwai. I thought you were going to say Village Idiot. <laughs> I don't know why. A former Village, village Idiot. idiot. <laughs> well, it makes sense judging by the films. And Sherry Strain in 1997. The company focused on producing straight-to-video, low-budget films, usually in the horror genre, but they were unable to find a market due to competition from major studios, such as Lionsgate Entertainment. Bastards. Mustard the little guys. Mm -hmm. Well, they soon figured out a niche, because in 20, uh, 2005, sorry, the company produced a low-budget adaption of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds, which was released in the same year as Steven Spielberg's adaption of the same material. Ah. Blockbuster Incorporated ordered 100,000 copies. <laughs> and that's why they're out of business. <laughs> of the Asylum's adaption, a significantly larger order than, order than any of the company's previous releases, resulting in Latin Rimawai, Rimawai, that other one, reconsidering their business model. In 2007, similarities between the distributors' titles and those of major studios were reported. For example, the Transmorphers bears a number of similarities to the film Transformers, which was released theatrically two days after the release of Transmorphers. <laughs> According to Latt, quote, I'm not trying to dupe anybody. I'm just trying to get my films watched. Other people do tie-ins all the time. They're just better at being subtle about it. Another studio might make a giant robot movie that ties into the Transformers release and call it Robot Wars. We'll call ours Transmorphers. <laughs> yeah, why not? In two be honest about it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in a dishonest kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> That's capitalism. He's full yeah. of shit. In 2008, 20th Century Fox threatened legal action against the asylum over The Day the Earth Stopped. A film capitalising on the Daily Earth. Stood still. That's also an awful remake. Well, they, well, there you go. See, isn't that fucking pretty meta? Universal Pictures filed a lawsuit against them for their film American Battleship, claiming infringement on their movie Battleship. That's also <laughs> a terrible movie. <laughs> it's no, a hangover movie. For it me. is a hangover movie, but it's awful. Yeah, looks <coughs> bad. It does look bad. It, I'm, I'm not. Interested in ever watching it? Yeah. I've watched it. Me too. I have watched Twice. it. Um, <laughs> I, I would watch it again if I was drunk. That's mm. a definite. But I would skip forward to the actiony bits, cutting out all the character development. So like Transformers, but not as good. But anyway, mm. the Asylum changed their title to American Warships. Nice. There you go. So basically, they've had, they, they've had quite a few uh, lawsuits. There was another one over. They did some um, J.R. Tolkien stuff. Basically accused of free riding on the worldwide multi multi million dollar dollar promotional campaign of the actual movie. I think that's a fantastic business plan, though. It's I mean, you've got something like Lord of the Rings, which is like I don't know mm. how much they cost to make them. They're just there's the third, the first three hundreds Lord of, the Rings. of millions, mm. hundreds of millions, and all you make a, a knock a fucking quick rip off together for like seven hundred seven thousand dollars. <laughs> Call it whatever. Lord of the Squares, I don't know, right? And, and just piggyback off them, <laughs> investing all their money. It's fairly well, cheap. It's fucking it? brilliant. And he definitely does dupe people into buying DVDs based on the covers yeah. and the way they're placed. It is in. snide, isn't it? It's wonderful. It's genius. The Asylum's usual budget 
for a production is reportedly well under a million dollars and typically breaks even after about three months. The Asylum has never lost money on a film. The company's productions have been called B-movies and mockbusters. Lat refers, prefers the term, sorry, tie-ins to mockbusters, stating that the Asylum's productions, even those that capitalise on major releases, contain original stories. Which they do, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Lat states that the company's plan plans its productions around the word of mouth around the town of Tinseltown on the financial prospects of upcoming upcoming films. Mm. The Asylum's films are usually released on video shortly before the theatrical release of a major studio film with similar themes or storylines. They've also, now this is interesting, this shows you how desperate they are to make a book or how willing they are to make a book. The Asylum has also produced films with strong religious themes. Uh. For example, The Apocalypse was initially developed as a straightforward disaster film in the style of Deep Impact, but Lat states that certain buyers wanted the company to develop a religious film. <laughs> as a result, the company consulted priests and rabbis <laughs> in order to incorporate faith-based elements. The division Faith Films was created in order to distribute titles with such themes. Sunday School Musical was produced oh, after the God. Asylum staff attended a <laughs> seminar for marketing to a Christian audience where the seminar's host suggested that the perfect film would be a Christian version of High School Musical. Oh dear God, so that, that sounds like, worse than High School Musical. <laughs> Christian people want to buy films, nobody makes them, we'll make them. It'll cost even less than big robot films. Oh, big audience. Yeah, well, all you got to do is grab some fucking kids who can sing. Which, but on the flip side then, the last little paragraph here, the Asylum productions also sometimes feature more overt sexuality or graphic violence than their major studio counterparts. Because the Asylum's releases are not in competition with films rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America. Ralph Potts of the New York Times described Transmorphers as having, quote, no recognisable actors, no merchandising tyings, a garbled sound mix, and also, unlike Transformers, it has cheap special effects and a subplot involving lesbians. <laughs> I've not seen a problem. <laughs> the 2008 release Death Racers features the hip-hop group Insane Clown Pussy. Oh, dig. They'd be in that, yeah. yeah. They're going to get that for 20 quid nowadays. The wrestler Raven... Again, 20 quid. Yeah, in major roles. In 2009, the Asylum released its first 3D picture called Sex Pot. <laughs> so, that's where they came from and what they do. <coughs> Would you like to hear um, just a few of their uh, examples? I mean, I've got the entire catalogue of theirs here, but I'll give you some of the Yeah, give us, give us the best ones, yeah. Mm. Because they started off trying to make actual films not based on anything. They spent a good six years doing that. And then it was in 2005. So theirs was called H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Came out the same year as War of the Worlds. And as sort of a happy accident, they realised, hmm. hang on. Yeah? Something uh, to that. Someone goes to shop. In the same year, they did um, King of the Lost World, which was a rip-off of King Kong. Yeah. Next yeah. year... Snakes on a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get, I bet Samuel Jackson was in that. <laughs> He's in everything. Can you guess? Like everybody in that. <laughs> He's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> He 
did the he did the he did, he did the every acting part in that film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was every actor. He, he was the snake as well. <laughs> yeah, he was just in like a sleeping bag, <laughs> done up, sprinkling around the floor. I've had it with his snakes on this motherfucking train. Will someone get me off this motherfucking train? <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> Snakes on a train. That's fantastic. <laughs> so they were pushing their luck straight away at the start. They also did that year, same year, the Da Vinci Treasure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I incorporates two films: The Da Vinci Code and National Treasure. Oh, oh there you, go. you know what? I watched that. I like National Treasure. <laughs> After that, there was a uh, next year, Pirates of Treasure Island. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, powers the. Oh God, this is interesting. So that year, a film came out called United 93, mm-hmm. which is about the World Trade yeah. Center. Yeah. The Asylum released a film called The 9-11 Commission Report, brackets, movie. Well, that's not very that's generic. scraping the barrel, <laughs> yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. They will literally rip off yeah, anything. It's a bit distasteful, that one, isn't it? But at the same time, you can argue that, you know, making the film about... Like 93 is a bit distasteful, yeah, can't you? you could, yeah, you definitely could. I would, you know, you're you're cashing in on, on yeah. someone's tragedy. But they're cashing, on, cashing in on someone's tragedy. Well, why not piggyback it then? You're not the bad guy here, they're the bad guy. They're cashing mm-hmm. in on it. You're just trying to get a bit, make a quick book out of it. That's it, well... Yeah. That's capitalism. The year after, That's capitalism. There you go. The year after that, 2007, they really hit their stride with their classic Transmorphers, followed quickly by AVH, Alien vs. Hunter, Right. You've got to remember they're also being released, like that's literally being released at the same time as AVP, so confused people buying DVDs. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, I just go to the cinema, I'll have that. Brilliant fucking business model. 10,000 BC came out that year, they released 100 million BC. Death Race, they did one called Death Races. That's a bit more <laughs> closer, that's a bit similar. Uh, uh, there was Cloverfield came out 2008, they released one called Monster. I fucking hate Cloverfield. Uh, I like the yeah. first two. No. Oh no, it's just the camera then, just shakes everywhere all be, the time. To be fair to the asylum as well, they also do original material, not ripped off from anything okay. else. Stuff like Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Who can argue with that? Right. The forty year old virgin came out that year, they released um the eighteen year old virgin. I thought they were up the age like the sixty year old virgin. Uh well <laughs> no. Sorry, they're, I'm Winnicom. <laughs> they're pushing that up. Hey, one of our mates has uh, turned up, George Mead. The uh, Amateurville horror came out that year, they released the Amateurville Haunting. <gasps> Brilliant. I'm really coming to pornos. I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> you Speaking of which, they released a film called Two Headed Shark Attack. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a porno? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, yeah, we've covered Battleship. Oh, Nat Iron Sky, their ripoff. We talked about it off mic called Nazis at the Centre of the Earth, which I've actually seen, which I, is a fairly good movie. I'm not sure if I've seen that. Hitler's head on a robot at the end fighting people. It's, it's pretty good. Were they all sort of. I might have come in one night drunk and found that on like the sci-fi the channel. The horror channel or the sci-fi, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't... But were they all like mutated and disfigured? Yeah, they're, like, their flesh is rotting and stuff. So yeah. they're alive all this time. That's the right. I, I haven't, yeah, I've seen a bit of that. I think yeah. that seems a strong Well, chord. this is another one that I've actually seen and I do have on Blu-ray and maybe we could all watch it together one day. Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Right, all right. I've got no issues with that. It's worse than Android Cut. Not going <laughs> to lie. Not going to so lie. So they've done a lot of these films, then. So, 
I'll, I'll give you a few more because there are some funny ones. The Martian, that came out as a big movie. Theirs was called Martian Land. Right. That sounds like the Martians are fighting to defend their land from the invading Earthlings. Yeah, they're clever fuckers. Like Mel Gibson and the Patriot. There's a Martian mm. version of Mel Gibson. Finding Dory. So they do a film that looks exactly the same called Izzy's Way Home with an identical fish. <laughs> you know, they're fucking sick. Battle Los Angeles, they called theirs uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Wait, which one have I watched? You've seen both the real bad. one. You've seen the real one, I'd, I, would, I would hesitate. The one with the guy who played Two-Face in? Yeah, he's going to be in the yeah, new one, hasn't he? Yeah. Sherlock Holmes came out, they did Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. With a cover looking exactly, yeah. exactly the, the same. Sneaky bastards. Terminator Salvation came out that year, they did a, a movie literally just called The Terminators. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, they did Transmorphers Fall of Man. <laughs> and during this time, they basically stumbled upon the Sharknado concept as well, which was just one of their daft, silly, you know, sea movies, I would call it. But people on Sci-Fi Channel loved it so much, and so did celebrities, it became an ironic joke, didn't it? Everyone wanted yeah. to be in it. And now we're up to Sharknado 6. I've seen Sharknado 5. I've seen all 1 to 5. I haven't seen the most seen recent any? one. No, either way. They're ridiculous. Fun. A few beers and joints, you'd probably enjoy them. You'd hate them and love them at the same time. Ridiculously shit. Awful. Wonderful at the same time. And I didn't know change it my too. viewing habits. Very tongue-in-cheek, they're very aware. But yeah, that's the asylum, guys. So that leads us to... So, they know there's a remake of Robocop coming out. Oh, I see this was a direct response to yes. that, was it? I actually prefer this to the remake of Robocop. Me too, better storyline. Well, yeah. I haven't seen line. the remake of Robocop because I refused to watch it hands. because he couldn't... Was it? He Human get, hands. He, well, he didn't get shot to pieces. He didn't get murphied. He gets blown right? up. He just gets blown up. And the first question he asks when he comes to is, mm. are my legs still there, right? My first no, question. Where's my cut? Yes, that's my first that's question. That's why you won't watch the film. Yep. <laughs> Each to their own. It's as valid reason as any. Yes, wouldn't that be the Excuse first? Excuse me, I belched. Wouldn't that be the first thing you'd ask if you'd been involved in an explosion? You'll wake up in the hospital bed. It might be. You come to and you think, fuck. I'm not oh, gonna lie. Well, can, oh, hang on. You sort of give yourself a little movie, nurse. Nurse, is my dick okay? That's the first thing I'd ask. I might Let go. me show you. Mike's mind. You've been watching too much presses. Mike's mind. That doesn't have the reality. You blow jobs. They shove up. stuff up your ass, but not in a good way. And attach them to you. They don't offer a BJ. It's like dream world of you. Is this where you got fired from that taxi driving job? And the model casting agency job. You're watching too much porn recently. So. <laughs> the Robocop remake comes out. The Asylum, this is what I love about them, they know it's coming out, but they don't know what the script is. They don't know what the, So they can't directly rip off the story. That's not what they do, yeah, really. He's got, he's they, he's they make their best guess from what they've heard and the concept designs that have been released publicly or whatever and think, right, let's just whack something together. Somebody must have wrote it. And should we get to the story? Because I think it's a fairly good story. It's not bad. It's all better, right. than, better than the Robocop remake. I've can't said stand it. it. Yeah, good actors involved, but you, you can't touch the original. You just never be able to. They just had the right balance of weirdness and goodness and the right timing, and nobody will ever create that same special mix of magic. It won't happen. So, 
you shouldn't be remaking films like that anyway. You know, yeah, you can rip them off, but you can't mm. remake them. Just yeah, do Android Cup. Yes, do, do stuff like this. Mm. Do you know? Just rip off the idea. Call it Cyborg Cup, whatever. But that is don't fuck around with the classics. Look at Predator. Yeah. You got Predator, fucking amazing film. That guy, yeah, I was in the first one, so therefore I can make a fucking awesome movie. Well, no, you didn't. It was terrible. It was bad. Well, yeah, you know, that's my concern with Ghostbusters. I'm the son of the original director. I can reboot the season. Like, oh, you better fucking do a good job of this, you cunt. We'll see. You better fucking do a good job of this. We'll see how he does. I'll have faith. I'll milkshake him. Scott fucked up Alien as well, didn't he? Of course, yeah. That's them, They've all been terrible. You reboot something, nine times out of ten, it just doesn't work. I know. But sometimes you end up with a gem like Android Cup. So. Yeah. <laughs> a gem in quotes it basically starts with we're straight into well it's 2037 2037 LA zone 12 we're straight into the shit zone where you're not supposed to go we've got Michael Jai White running around who was Spawn he was and he's an awesome martial arts dude running around with his little mate chasing somebody who becomes Muldoon. significant later there's a sentry a robot oh, sentry hang on, no, I just want to point out that he opens fire on those. There's some guys, and Dexter Muldoon's mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of sneaking up on them. And these dudes are getting guns out of a trunk of the car. They're not threatening these police in any way. Mm-hmm. They don't issue a challenge, they just open fire. Well, look, there is no sort of put your hands in the air, drop the guns. Fuck it's that. Just, and the worst of it is, they've got the complete drop on them and they fucking miss them. Mutant scum, in the no go zone. It's America, it's the future. Guns yeah, well, are Jesus. Michael J. White seems like a decent guy. Fuck them, they're terrorist scum. Yeah. Shoot the shit out of them. <laughs> anyway, chases one of them. That's and a, Muldoon. a sentry gun turns on them, but they've got an override code. So already we're being told in this world, yes, there are sentry guns, police in these no-go zones that keep people controlled, but the police are special, they can get a code, plug it in and go in with immunity, feel safe. But the gun turns on them. Yeah. We see it shoot one, but it's... Now, the, once you get to the end of the film, it makes sense, but it's fairly botched sort of clumsy directing in a way because you see it shoot the one guy and then Michael Jai White just basically blinks and then we cut to the next scene yeah and it doesn't tell you if it's like five years or two months or a week later you're just like yeah. huh? and all of a sudden he's acting all normal on the helicopter with his mates well we know spoilers it's because he's a fucking been replanted into an android and sent back to work, but they don't explain out the front, so it's a bit weird, like, oh, my mate's getting shot. Oh, I'm on a helicopter. Yeah, I find that a bit odd. Yeah. I, I see, I saw that as like he was having kind of a bit of PTSD. Oh, th- oh and he, he was on the helicopter all along yeah. thinking yeah. back to it. That yeah. could be actually the way it, it should come across, but it's mm. clumsy. But maybe I was making a leap there, but it is clumsy, you're right, because mm. it's like you don't. It shoots his partner, mm. not his partner, his cop partner. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's on a helicopter now. Yeah. And they're going into the dead zone. Yeah. For whatever reason, to get this get Dex Muldoon. Get this fucking drug dealing motherfuck fuck, isn't it? Yeah. They said you'll take out take out this one gangster, you could take out one fifth one fifth of the. Uh, it's the war on drugs. The city's drugs. Still going on, 2037. But then they meet this other guy. Mm. And he's like, well, we, we want some medical supplies, some iodine tablets, or dying of radiation poisoning. So we'll tell you where he is. You give us some medical supplies. Yeah. 
and some Mexican Coca-Cola with the real sugar in. And do you notice how, for all the illegal stuff he said, he didn't say anything to it, he just agreed. And then when he gets to the real Coke with the sugar, he's like, with the real sugar? Man, I can't do that. Like, yeah. You know, like that's the hard thing to get. So yes, Mexico is doing better than America at this point as well, though, doesn't it? They've got real sugar and America hasn't. Yeah. Well, that's where the manufacturing went, wasn't it? Uh, uh, they make it American now, do they? I bet. I don't care what they do with Coca-Cola, all I ask is they put the cocaine back in it. <laughs> It'd be good for work. Fucking amazing! It would definitely help with work. Not great for kids. Oh no! Yeah, you'd have to put an age limit on it. Yeah. Maybe. You'd have like, Coke 18. <laughs> and yeah, they, you'll also notice that as this is an uber low budget movie, it takes them an ice age to manoeuvre <laughs> through the buildings because they've got to make each shot last as long of course you know? and they were doing through the buildings quite badly yeah. as well from a yeah but it all looks so far you're able to su suspend sorry stuttering suspend your disbelief aren't you and like okay I'll, I'll accept this future nuclear world <laughs> i assume that they're all radioactive and dying of radioactive poison in the no-go zone because somebody must have dropped a nuke on it at some point yeah i think they made reference to an earthquake a nuclear disaster uh so uh, your reactor went critical because of the new, uh, earthquakes that they mentioned. Mm. So anyway, yeah, you actually, you wouldn't put a nuclear. You wouldn't put a nuclear. Surely, you a nuclear power plant by LA. Sure, it'll be safe. Because I mean, you know, it's on a fucking fault line. Surely, they haven't got one there. Look, it's called a fucking Android. That's on a fault line. The entirety of Japan's on a fucking exactly. fault line. It's called Android Cop. As if they're gonna put that level of thought into it, like <laughs> we should set this somewhere else because I don't think you would realistically build a nuclear plant. No. Sorry, I've been watching that Chernobyl and I've gone a bit down the rabbit hole. So they're fucked in this no-go zone, but there's a new fucking kid in town, isn't there? Dex Muldoon. Well, no, I mean I'm on about on the police side. Oh, it's Android Cop, yeah, Andy. Yeah. Oh, well, oh yeah, I'm skipping ahead because they try and. Oh yeah, well. We get the fake, we get the old woman with the fake arm set up. Yeah, yeah, little old lady. So we go into Dex's house. That's quite a cool shot. Isn't She's it? like some old woman who's like looks quite radiation burnt and looks like. Mm. Let's say that she's got a bit of dementia on. She looks a bit, a bit crazed. Well, she's joined the gang. Well, yeah, maybe she's their mom. Maybe she's the. That's what I thought. Of it was yeah. Well, she might be the now. spark of the group, the logical, sensible one. True. And she's got a fake sort of gun set up. She blasts a mm. copper. No one can hit anything at this point because yeah, they're literally four foot away from one of the hiding room walls and no and mm. these highly trained police. I mean, you've got a SWAT team that can't take out two chunkers and their man. <laughs> Who know <laughs> Kung Fu? <laughs> it's yeah. like an episode of the 18, there's a lot of shooting but no one's getting shot. Yeah, hiding around corners, coming back out it's to how shoot. How do we make how do we fill up time with <laughs> stuff that looks like action? But really, we haven't got the time or the money to actually choreograph anything. So it's yeah. just two guys hiding behind corners going, do 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 Now I hide for a bit and you shoot. do 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 You hide for a bit and I shoot. do 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 So what always puzzled me about them sequences is like, once he's fired, mm -hmm. I'd just poke it from behind the corner and be wait gun ready and wait for it to pop out again. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just doing it on routine like at that point. Like doing a computer game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's puzzled me. Well, the, these are movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> junk is no kung fu. 
Yeah, there's a, like the first pretty good and action. Jay White is kicking the fuck out of these junkies, but they all yeah, know Kung Fu. To be fair, that is a junkie who goes to the gym a lot, eats a lot of protein. These <laughs> radioactive wastes have got some fucking buff dudes in it. They're radioactive Kung rats. <laughs> yeah, he knew some fucking moves. It's not like you just you make it sound when you say he beat up a junkie. You make it sound like he just picked up some fucking nodded out half conscious <laughs> fucking tramp up the street and like spin kicked his face in I bet Michael no, G wants to do that before now maybe but he fought an actual attacking you know kung fu muscle man with some actual moves that bit was a good scene that was a good scene it was a good scene did the fight scene was fine I've got no it. Did some good I moves. suspect Michael G White is choreographing his own fight scenes though probably because he's a martial arts expert isn't he's he great. So he's great you know, I've got nothing against him it's fine Android Cop makes an entrance in a Judge Dredd-esque style, Judge Dredd 1. If Judge Dredd was drawn by a fucking <laughs> six-year-old I fucking pansy. He looks like a 90s frat boy. He looks like Zack from Save by the Bell. <laughs> Maybe it is. No, no, it'd be for 50 does, then. Oh, without his helmet. Yeah. yeah, he does without his helmet. But with his helmet on, it looks like oh. a fucking... Fishbowl piece of shit. With his helmet, he looks like the awful robot from uh, the Lost in Space remake. Yeah, he looks like a butt plug. That's what I've seen it before. <laughs> they sit on my head. His voice, they could have done a bit of better effect Oh, the on fucking the movement was pissing me off by the end. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, in Robocop, it's cool. That's probably why he's not in those films that much. He's used sparingly Robocop in those movies. Because it's awesome when he moves the... It's ace. It never gets annoyed in the Robocop films, but in this film, fuck me. <laughs> it made me want to punch Android Cop right in the metal dick. Or just turn him off. Turn it down. You'd be a volume control on that thing. Well, Man, he's annoying. Well, Dex has kind of got um, old Mr. J.Y. at gunpoint, has he got the back of his head? Yeah. And Android Cop's just like, eh. It's in classified for expenditure anyway. Yeah, shoot man. him all you want and then I'll shoot you. That's the choice you've got. Gangster. Yeah. Anyway, Dex gets shot. He shows that fucking robot attitude straight away, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's establishing himself as a cocky little robot mm. prick. Yeah. Straight away. No regard for human life. No. All business, all logic, all cold, all killer, no filler. This is why we don't want them on the battlefield. Yeah, but the enemy would hear him walking a mile off. He's not built Very to stealth. True. No, no, he's not. He's painted man, black for stealth, but, but he's we, not made volume-wise for stealth. We did discuss, as it becomes apparent as the film progresses, there are much better quality androids than Android Cut, but he's the sort of mass-produced. They're, they're ready to put these things on every street corner and get going with them, but they need to do some real-world tests. Like Robocop. So, yeah, so he is basically... There's better ones than him out there, but he's the sort of police enforcer. Uh, well, I think what model. it is is they run on loops, mm. so you've got, like, nurses... Probably teachers and airline parlors and things like that. And yeah, they look real. They look absolutely fine. You can't tell the difference. Mm. But they just run on a loop. So as a nurse, yeah. she kind of goes to a programming tree, doesn't she? Mm. This human stop breathing. What do I do now? Resuscitation, injection, blah, blah, blah. So Android Cop acts according to a set of guidelines, yes, but can make decisions on the spot, can't he? Well, he wasn't based on a human, was he? He was just built from the ground up for purpose. Yeah. You know, law enforcement is all he knows, and a little bit of manipulation with his fake he, texts. He's <laughs> tapping phones. Drama queen. <laughs> he's tapping phones. He's sending fake texts. He's, texts. He's a beast. But you notice, you realise the uh, where the lack of 
lacking budget comes when he's researching something and you just see his eyes look up yeah. and you hear the noise in a proper budgeted film it would have cut to his viewpoint and a heads up display mm -hmm. of like all the information going yeah. and like a computer display yeah. but instead we just get him stood in a bar looking at the ceiling going <laughs> like he's well, someone like shooting him to pieces yeah like he's coming in his pants over <coughs> some fucking data <coughs> Uh, I am accessing your files. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you should have deleted your internet history. <laughs> Is that really your wife? Mm. So they're roaming around in the, in the Android Cop and Jay. Yeah. Jay Wise are trotting around. They're new partners now, aren't they? Been forced together, as is the way with these sort of buddy cup, you know. That's it. Because Michael Jai White has spent all his time complaining about androids. Didn't androids. like him. And his chief says, you know how you sound when you complain about robots? Which will make sense later. Yeah, so the irony, the funny, the dramatic thing to do is stick them together. I'm seeing a bit of a Will Smith, I am robot style scenario going here. Very much, yeah, with the anti-robot stance. Yeah, doesn't know he's part robot. There's a bit of fucking everything in here, to be honest. Uh, yeah, they yeah. the kitchen sink, they weren't afraid. So they go into zone 12, they're looking for the mayor's daughter. Mm -hmm. the trick is, the problem is, the mayor's daughter is in a coma mm. and they've got this technology that allows you to put your put your mind into a, a realistic android body not like android cops these things look really can't tell the difference yeah you know she's off somewhere they don't know where mm. these two guys gotta find her so they go into zone 12 they don't threaten a bloke in a bar <laughs> yeah and they both use it we see their differing approaches because obviously uh, Michael Jai White, he's a human, isn't he? For all he knows. Yeah. Uh, he's going for the old school approach, isn't he? A little bit of intimidation, a little bit of manipulation. Cop, cop. Yeah. But the old fucking Mr. Android, cocky fucker, he's using science and reading body functions and biological system readouts. He has and, shit himself. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and he's clean, he goes through, he checks his bank records and all that, and he's like, he's clean, and he's like, Michael Jai White's like, you prick, you don't tell him that, you fucking, <laughs> you convince him he's yeah. not, and you've got something on him, so he squeals, you fucker, but that's, according to the rules, if you're just looking at it black and white, that's ethically, morally, legally not correct, is yeah. it? So is he any fucking use, really, is the larger question, isn't it? Well, no, he's... In them situations, or is Michael Jai White using the human approach, is he more useful? Or was he going to fuck it up all along? Well, if the bloke's done nothing wrong, he's done nothing wrong, he's just beating up an his man. But he knows, he knows, he's just not... He said it himself, I'm not willing to talk, I don't talk. No. But then it gets confusing, Ben, because they break out into a fight, don't they? Yeah. And then, is it a distraction? They're trying to do it as a just, distraction. Isn't there something? some kind of? Because then they're just mates again outside. Yeah, it's weird. Again, so weird they need to get out of there. Mm. But then they've got to. Then all of a sudden they're wanted by people. Their car blows up. They meet the mm. mayor's daughter. The car's bombed, isn't it? Mm. And they meet the mayor's daughter. And like, oh, we've got to get out of here. It was the only way out of here. Have we explained what she is though? Yeah, she's an, an android, yeah. and her body's asleep. And it's been psychically projected. So your human body is there in, in the bed. bed. Unconscious as far as you know, but you're projecting psychically your consciousness into the android body, and as far as you're concerned, your experience from the point of view of the android is reality. You don't know you're comatose in a bed, you think you're in that android body, that's your real experience to you. Yeah, that's pretty fucking that's cool, that's cool, and probably quite close to where we're going to eventually get, Mr. Yeah, because you think about it, like how long. 
could you be kept alive for with the aid of machines if you're hooked up to them indefinitely? Something that purifies your blood, helps your heart keep pumping. Probably a very long time. How if long? You had the money and I don't resources. know because your body decays. It does, but what if they're pumping like sort of stuff into you to stop it decaying? Well, that's different, isn't it? You know, what if you got a full sort of medical suite around you that stopped you dying, but you were just out for the count and you were running around in a robot body? Well. Let's say, like, the example in the movie Well, if you keep the brain alive... That's what I mean. You well, don't need the body, do you? Well, no, so you just got to keep the brain the alive. The brain's a consciousness, which I think we think that is. Mm-hmm. Well, the example um, in the movie is, look, if she's she's in her, what, 20s? Yeah. Would you guess? 20s or early 30s? Like, I'd say 20s, yeah. yeah. So she's in her 20s. The story they give is that she's been in an accident, so they're keeping her body alive and her mind. She doesn't know she's an android because she, as far as she knows, it was an accident, she survived, and she's fine. And she's off being a rebel. But, oh, shit. Well, we got a bit of background on the mayor here. I lost my... Because um, she's, she's in the quarantine zone because mm. she suspects her philanthropist, philanthropist father is actually poisoning these people who live in the wasteland. It's yeah. not radiation, yeah. and that he's dropping the food and medical supplies in, but it's all poison and it's killing them off for the Just simple so he reason. Just save a few bucks. Because so he, well, he he must have some kind of property right. Yeah. He must own that land. So essentially, the radiation caused them to mutate, and that's why they're mutants and they're kept there. But the radiation is the mutation is safe. It's that's what not what's yeah. making them sick. They could live, and it even shows them they've managed to reproduce yeah. and create a baby. A normal baby without any mutation. Yeah, so where's the sickness coming from? It's her own fucking father, evil mayor. Yeah. Because he wants to fuck them off, like you said. Oh, come, even the they, shittiest land that's worth fuck all, it's still worth something to somebody. No, he wants, that. he wants that quarantine. Mm. So there's less land. Yeah, if he owns mm. all the land, he could push the prices up. And Every, also because of the demand for them. land. Well, he's killing them off slowly as well because he, there's 30 million people in LA. There's not enough space for them, but he owns that land and he's spreading the. Uh, yeah. And the worst the, of it the, was rumours. Oh yeah, it's radioactive and he's killing all them off slowly. Oh well, the radiation's gone, so we can build on that now and then charge what he wants. There anyway. was we learned there was a pitch a framed picture of him in his office where he was being praised for being a philanthropist who's been doing food parcels to the no go mm. zones. But these food parcels were laced with the poison that's making them sick. But there he is publicly, no shame at all, taking the praise, yeah. the accolades, evil, no shame, psycho, doesn't think he's going to get caught, no Sociopath. Socio-psycho, definitely shows no emotion later on where his daughter's concerned. No. This guy only cares about power. And I wonder if she's adopted, A, because she doesn't look fuck all like him, <laughs> at all. She looks Mexican. She's sort of South American. Well, the, the idea was American. She, she grew up in Brazil. The mother took her from the father, ran away to Brazil, raised her there. She came home when the mother died. So mm. it's in the film. Might explain her slightly odd accent. Yeah. It should be pointed out that there's only one way out of Zone 12, and that's through uh, past seven gangs. Mm. So it's and this like, is a cool idea. It's a I bit like, like the Warriors, bit. though, isn't it? Yeah, I like this bit. So it's basically, the, we learn that the evil cups don't we they're, they're saying because they're the main protagonist evil guys in this yeah antagonist they're basically saying look it's win-win for us we've got this new police machine and well they know they're both machines we don't know that do we no yet in the movie so we've got these two awesome fucking crime fighting machines they've got to move through these 12 gangs is it or was it seven gangs seven move through these seven different areas they'll take out as many as they can on their way because that's the way they are 
and if they get taken out, it gives us an excuse to go in and wipe these fuckers out. Wipe them out. Perfectly legal excuse. So it's win-win for us. But then the mayor makes a good point, and he says, "Well, what if they make it out? Yeah, alive. Then what do we do?" So cut to. Well, stuff. I used to have the one <laughs> fight where they go to the gang, mm. and it's like this dude's got like a big double-headed, double-headed hammer. Yeah. And what happens when you bring a hammer to a gunfight, gentlemen? You get shot in the face. You get shot in the face by robot android cops. Android cop fucks you up. By android cops. Yeah, plural, but we don't know that yet. No. Because we don't explore the big fucking Sixth Sense style twist. Mm. The next gang have guns, don't they? And this. They do. One of them has got a minigun. And he can't hit anything. He can't hit fuck all. Android can't hit with a minigun, mate. Go home. Yeah, Yeah. Android cop behind a bin. If you're firing something that's like a thousand rounds a fucking minute. (laughs) And you, you can't, can't hit something. Especially when he's the wrong bloke to fucking fire that gun. And he's not exactly a fucking moving. He's, he's not a fast moving target, is he, Android Cop? Nope. He's not a fast moving target, nope. a bit clunky. We don't see him moving at all, really, throughout the whole film. And the thing is, these terrorists and gangs all look quite cool, some of them. Yeah. Their makeup effects and their costumes are actually fairly decent, which makes me more annoyed why has Android Cop got such a shit helmet? Yeah. You could have just put a bit more effort into it. It's as if they wanted to make him as lame and annoying and fucking... Well, he's know, he's the first mass-produced model. He's going to be lame and annoying, isn't he? Mm. God, they achieved that, especially with, yeah. like you said, Mike, the fucking Saved by the Bell fucking actor. And <laughs> I know they've told him to be robotic, but do you think their tactic was... The director was like, I've got a genius idea. Instead of trying to get a good actor to be wooden and crap, we just get the crappiest yeah. actor we can find <laughs> and get to read bad. things. We write the words on a big sheet, hold them up and say, read them, you thick fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I, I enjoyed the cannibal gang. Mm. Bring me their guts. Mm. Do what you want with the rest of them, but bring me their guts. And you're like, As why are you eating their guts, mate? Would, that, would the guts be a good part to eat, do you think, mate? the shit comes from They are literally laced with faecal matter. He's going to go... Oh, and he's the leader of that gang. <laughs> Just like the guy goes arse blown up, fecal yeah. matter in your throat. <laughs> but Android Cobb at this point gets his gets his helmet back, he looks thrilled. Of course he does, man, he's complete again. Remember the pain of when you were a kid if you had an action figure like Mask or Centurions that had a helmet? Yeah. And you couldn't find the helmet that went with the figure. The pain, the incompleteness. Yeah. Imagine how he feels. That's true, yeah. He's just he's one driving thing of going my helmet back. I'm going to shoot this dude, then I'll get my helmet back. I'm not worth as much money without my helmet, I'm yeah. incomplete. <laughs> we find out at this point that Michael J. White is an android cop. Oh yeah, there's the twist. There's the twist. Because he's now pointing his gun at the mayor's door until an android cop fights off a bunch of corrupt policemen. Yeah, and his voice gets taken over and we, it really nails it home to us that he is. <coughs> you haven't figured it out yet, folks at home. Here's an android. Um, <laughs> Unsettlingly camp doctor who was yeah. performing the operation on Michael we, J. White's real body. We get a flashback to where mm. it all... So we realise basically the re- the reason why it didn't make sense at the start and there was that weird time jump cut is because he was killed by the centurion gun Sentry as well. Gun. Centurion gun. gun. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sentry gun. <laughs> Got him as well. Mm. So they just replaced him, downloaded him into an Android mm. buddy, sent him right back to work, as they said. Yeah, like the next day, yeah, virtually. Like, as far as he's concerned, it's just the next day, straight back to work, as normal. That's it, do they have rights, these Androids? That's well, a very deep and important they don't. question. They're just working slaves, aren't they? Yeah. Or do they go home? Do they have a normal... Well, robot 
Does he go home and live a human life after work? Doesn't he? Well, he thinks he's human, so I guess so. Yeah, so but he's still he is free then, yeah, anyway. But any time can shut him down and control him. Like they do, he shows an important development because they can control him remotely and override him, can't they? And he, yeah. using purely his own willpower, makes a computer blow up. Indeed. In the control room, because he breaks his programme and he tells her to run like, go, love. Yeah, uh, and he realise what he is. And he accepts it, and he controls it, and he's the man. A very good protagonist. I like this guy. Good hero. Don't know his name in the film because it wasn't. We didn't pay that much attention, but he's great. I Michael think he Jogo. was Hammond. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on it. You're the listener. You're the fact checker, listener. There you go. Yeah. They get the Mad Max car, which was featured earlier. All the spikes on it. It's a Lexus. Yeah. It's been modified. It's got die written on the front. And you can see the Lexus badge in a prominent place. My guess is they didn't allow, they basically didn't get given any money, like a sponsorship deal. Lexus just said, okay, we won't sue you if you use it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and they modified it enough to get away with it. But it's clearly a Lexus. The badge is prominent amongst all the Mad Max. And, Spikes. Yeah. Um, I think Lexus will be quite happy. I'd use I it. I think it's an ad placement. I do. I think you it's could something right. like this. I think you'll yeah. be right. Look at our new Lexus. Mate, it's a, it's by what the three of us watching it together tonight, we've literally tripled its fucking viewership. <laughs> <laughs> I think... That's why was, there wasn't many. It was product <laughs> placement. <laughs> I think Lexus can now use it. Hey, no one will be a luxury saloon car. We're also a post-apocalyptic death machine. We'll survive the apocalypse. We'll survive... <laughs> we'll our kitchen. Yeah. We're that well not. made. We'll survive the apocalypse. Yeah. Boom. Maybe. Well... What happens next? Happens? I'm talking weird. Cuz, listener, I'm drunk and stone. <laughs> well, basically, they're, they're going to go and find uh, the mayor's daughter's real body, mm. which is in the hospital. Uh, Android cut figures out by listening to loads of phone calls, yeah. going through phone records. They're chased by one of the futuristic helicopters, which are pretty good. Yeah. yeah For some reason, they've got virtually point-blank range of machine guns. They can't <laughs> hit Android Cop. They try and do it. It's, I thought they were going to do the uh, Die Hard 4 taking down a car with a helicopter. Yeah. They didn't. He missed, but it was deliberate because Android Cop then jumps on the helicopter and Boom. takes that down. Turn it two styles. Incredibly, he just walks away from it without a fucking scratch. He's yeah. an Android, man. Not even his face is burnt off. Nothing. Just. A little bit damaged to his face and a bit. Strolls out. Uh, in this time, in this point, as well, Jay White and the mayor's daughter sort of know are dying because they've turned the machines yeah, off in the real world. Human so buddies. Jay White's got a bit sort of twenty minutes left. She's croaking as we speak. It's getting heavy, but they're also they're, this around here. They're threatening the mayor, aren't they? We know yeah. your plan. We're going to make it public. We're going to broadcast mm. it. Yeah. Everyone, bitch! And he's like, "No, you." When Android Cop comes in and confirms it, mm. like, hey, you're poisoning those people. There's no radiation. It's all it's all a property scam for you, motherfucker. Turns out the robo-nurse, who, who Android Cop had seemed to have a bit of a connection with. <laughs> a robo-dick connection. <laughs> Robo-dong connection. <laughs> no, that's just like 01100011011. That's what that is. <laughs> that's that exact chord in Android speak. Yeah, turns out the robo-nurse has actually just been sedating her to protect her in a way. For some reason. I don't know who programmed her to do that, but... Possibly Android Cop, he can kind of... Yeah, probably him. Get into he can fake text, yeah. he can do anything. Well, we should explain that scene, actually. It goes right back to the start. Before we forget, though, because it's fairly significant. Right at the start, he 
stops a man from jumping off a building by creating fake text messages. He works out that the man is upset because this woman's been ignoring him. Oh, ghosting so, him? So he texts to the woman what he, the woman wants to hear, creates a fake conversation which then results in the woman turning up to the man on the <laughs> roof and he doesn't jump off anymore. It's effective. And, yeah. yeah, but Michael Jai White makes a good point. He says, well, what happens when they find out it's a fake combination, mm. a conversation? And he says, well, the longer it takes... If they don't find out for a long time, basically more chance it's got of working. But if they find out soon, then mm. so that's morally. That's <laughs> like morally jump com- off. Exactly, that's <laughs> morally <laughs> complex, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. Has he got the right go? to be fucking around in people's lives to that extent just to get him to stuff? Why not just sprint over there and grab him? Use yeah. your robo buddy rather than this fucking creepy big brother shit. And your robo strength. He might need it the next day, and he might do it. Imprison him. Yeah, for his own health, yeah. Well, sexism, yeah. That's the state we all want to live in, isn't it? Well, you can do that now. Section people if they're a danger to themselves or other people. Fuck, I could have been sectioned, I think, at one point in my life. But I got through it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to hear. (laughs) Yeah, you know, several times. Anyway. If um, we're murdered bloodily with an axe, (laughs) Gaz. No, it was never violent. (laughs) Does explain the prostitute killing in the Hey, moving on. I painted a Ninja Turtle today and it was wonderful. Yes. It was, it was a Michael That's Angelo what sociopaths do, they just fit back in seamlessly to normal, everyday <laughs> family life. It was a Michelangelo, if you will. It was Michelangelo the Ninja Turtle, not a Michelangelo. <laughs> did I, or did I not, paint a Michelangelo? You painted Michelangelo, not a Michelangelo. Mm, semantics. <laughs> so, back to Android. Carpet. You coloured in between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> With paint, Mike, and a yeah, brush. Well, I couldn't do it. God, I'm <laughs> useless, mate. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. Painting, I can't do. It made my missus's daughter incredibly happy, and I felt. That's it, that's all that matters, a, isn't a it? A warm sense of achievement. And then I came here to get drunk and high all fucking <laughs> afternoon and talk about Android things. Because <laughs> I'm a good man. You think she's at home now, forlornly looking at that picture, thinking, "I wish oh, Daddy wish Gaz he was, was here." here. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the fucking Android. Fucker. I'm gonna have another beer. Fuck. Are we nearly um, at the end? Yeah, pretty much. Um, evil mayor then gets a gun, takes mm-hmm. it off someone else, and everyone else pulls their guns, including Android Cop, and he takes his own life. He's not very happy that his daughter wakes from the deadly coma, is he? No, no, they kind of cling on to that. Why are you here? What the hell is happening? Yeah, a bit of a cunt. (coughs) Absolute psychopath. No emotions. Total cunt. Because it's ruined his plan. He realises he's completely foiled the fact that she's awake. His property scam's gone. He's done. His mayor career's done. His power. He's got to prison, isn't he? He's fucked. Oh, that's who knows That's why, well, he's not, is he? Because that's why he put the gun under his chin. Pop! Yeah. Pow! Kabam! Done. Head gone. And then we're left to finish off the film. Jay White's had an upgrade. He's now got the same scanning stuff as... Uh, oh, yeah. He says that he's one-eighth human at the very least, so therefore mm-hmm. he's a human. Because he's based on an actual human. I'm on yeah. his side. He's more of a human than fucking Android, the original Android cop. Anyway, Andy. Mm-hmm. He's way more of a human than Andy is. Andy yeah. was just made. Andy is software. That's yeah. what Andy is. So fuck him. Do you think there might be like a, a brain and a stem in there? They don't, really go, into they it, don't go into they? it, but I mean, why go? Why not the actual give him a face? Why just if I'm correct, keep the helmet on? Doesn't an android have some sort of human? No, that's a cyborg. But either way, 
It's a replicant, isn't it? Yeah, basically? yeah. Whatever they do to build it, as far as he's concerned, he is it. That's kind of it. So, gentlemen, because I've, like I said, when we went through the list, I haven't seen many of them, but I've seen a handful of the Asylums films, and I'm aware and aware of them, and a sort of an admirer from afar because I like the nuts of what they do. I like the sort of go get 'em sort of scrappy do yeah. nature of yeah, yeah. Me too. We can get a bit of what Hollywood are offering. So, what what are your thoughts, gentlemen, on? Your first Asylum movie, Android Cup. You know what? I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Fucking hell. I was going to give it a 6. Oh, it was, I'm really, it was, um, really buzzing. It, 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 um, it, it completed wow. my expectations. Yeah, better than I thought it would be. Better than I thought it was going to be. I've never seen them before. I've heard of Sharknado and Transmorphers mm. and that. And better than you expect. Yeah. I, I thought the writing was decent. I, I like the twist at the end with, with Jay White finding out he was a... Definitely a good twist, good story. An Android, they don't like mention that. that on the cover anyway. There's no intent, you know. No, Andrew, it's called Android it's Cop, but it's Andy. got a picture of Andy in his, well, we his know metal why. armor body firing guns. Jay White's not even on the fucking cover. And you've got to remember, all they knew about the new Robocop remake was that he was um, he had black armor. Yeah. That's all they knew, really. From that, they were like, yep. well, what it's can we do? Better than the remake. Story-wise, yeah. I am definitely willing to say that. You know that far? Yeah. better than the Robocop remake. Because I haven't seen, I haven't seen the Robocop remake. Yeah, too. honestly, mate. Yeah? Yeah. Obviously, the effects and stuff are nowhere near. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. But story-wise, like, the, the whole thing, that's a pretty cool element in the middle of, like, you've got to go for the no-go zone. There's these seven different gangs. They you all only fight. saw two of them, though. Yeah, that's true, because budget restraints yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But the idea, oh, you know... Yeah. They all fight in different ways. Yeah. That you know, that's a cool idea. That you're stranded. You got to get the girl yeah. across. You know, then you got the crooked mayor, and you can understand his reasoning. The whole no-go zone bit is cool in itself. I think you have got like a Mad Max in the middle of the city, sort of yeah. Mad Max area, right in the middle of the city. Like that's fairly. I think with better actors, better CGI, mm. bit more money, bit, bit more, more money. money. This could be a decent level. Yeah, could be an uh, eight out of ten sort of. Mm. B-movie classic, yeah. And to be fair to Michael Jai White, the few little times he was given the chance to show his physical skills and do some kicks and throws and stuff, it was awesome. Yeah. He used to look in shape. I because, mean, do you know the difference... Unfair with Spawn, it wasn't... You know, everything else let him do on that, in all but fairness. The difference between this and a Hollywood movie is, right, he probably wasn't insured to do a lot of stuff, but in a Hollywood movie... They would all. There would be loads of really fast camera cuts. Yeah. For like a simple thing like one kick t to that guy, then I'm gonna punch that one and throw that one. The camera would cut like twelve different times yeah, for yeah. all these different, and it's the stunt guys doing amazing stuff. But in this, the cameras just sat back because they can't afford to do all that stuff, and it's literally that actor, Michael Jai White, doing some awesome stunts, and you can yeah. literally see that it's him. Pretty fucking cool. Probably choreographed those moves himself because he, he seems so. to know what he's doing. He's a martial arts expert. Yeah. They probably get guys who are martial arts trained. I bet you him in the stunt. Just go to the dojo, well, get some black belts. Come on. Well, we saw in the credits, didn't we? There was a stunt guy called what's his name? Speedy was his nickname. But I bet he was definitely gave the respect to Michael Jai White of like, come on, you know what you're doing, like. Yeah. You tell me what you want, and we'll make it happen. I like those few little scenes where he did some kicking and. Throwing and stuff. Yeah. He's capable, he's good. Mm -hmm. And he's acting wise, he carried the movie to be fair. He's, he did. He did. The gunfight scenes were awful. 
Yeah, you have to admit that. You could tell they were CGI. They're basically they're holding empty guns like like when we were kids going and then later on you add this is one of the worst parts of these really low budget action films to be fair but what else can they do firing fake ammo is expensive mm. so instead you CGI the gun flash and CGI the um, cartridges ejecting Yeah. which if you look really close is well not even that close to be honest mm. it's painfully obvious a lot of the time but you suspend your disbelief you know you just go with it a bit oh, I'm glad you enjoyed I actually feel a bit sorry for, for old Jay White because uh, his career's this. Spawn kind of killed his career. I've seen to record him yeah. being quite a promising actor at one point, and we'll Spawn was such a a flop. Do you know what? I yeah. enjoy Spawn. Just I haven't seen it for years, mate. I haven't because seen it for years. Of, at the time, it was one of the few superhero movies. Well, they seemed to do like. Well, we went to the cinema to watch it. We did, we? yeah. On IMDb. Android Cup is given a 3.1 out of 10. Wow. And that is from 1,500 votes. I think it's harsh. I give it. It's it, 5 and 6, but yeah, 3.1. It was, it was enjoyable enough. It was better than that. Yeah. It was. So, uh, like you said, guys, just suspend your disbelief. And actually, I thought the storyline was pretty decent. Yeah. So, Michael Jai White, some of his more famous ones. Um, have you seen Black Dynamite? That's the one. Yeah. No, no. It's like a modern re sort of. Scary movie, but for black exploitation films. Right. And he's the lead. He's absolutely amazing. He's like a Shaft ripoff. And he's doing a Shaft reboot. Are they? Yeah. He's... You've got Samuel L. Jackson, the original Shaft. Yeah. And then I can't remember who the, the young guy is, but um, he's actually. Got... Oh, sorry. So you've got Shaft original, Shaft Junior, and then Shaft Richard Junior Rantry Junior. Is his name? Huh? Richard Rantry, in it. I couldn't tell you. Were any of the original Shaft guys? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe rings a bell, but he was in Michael Jai White was in the original, um, not the original, but uh, the Dark Knight. Uh, is somebody he does a lot of voices in the Justice League, stuff like that. But I'm trying to get back, okay, we're into the 90s now. Universal Soldier, uh, Spawn, Two Days in the Valley. Yeah, he's always been a kind of B movie dude, but. Voice works better than movie work, though, in my opinion. It's guaranteed. If you get into a series, it's guaranteed work, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, more money. He's an awesome dude. What did you, what did you say? It was Justice League. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's like the mayor as well. He was out of Alien 3. Yeah. He was the... Could we just... Mad Sorry, dog. guys. We did a quick break. Sorry. Yeah, he took on the Alien with the Fire Badass. He was a religious guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Hold that thought. So, yeah. Final thoughts, then? Well, you gave it a six out of yeah. ten. Six out of ten for me. Yeah, decent. That was yeah. decent. I've seen worse. Yeah, where where do you stand on the asylum as a as an entity? You know, and their sort of approach to. Do you appreciate their sort of plucky? Well, you got to admire it a bit. They are kind of con men, but yeah, but at the end of the day, they're making a book, which is what it's about, isn't it? And if you're stupid enough to fall, if you. Don't look close enough and tell the difference between Transmorphers and Transformers. I will tell quickly on Mike the story I told you, men. Off Mike. This is very relevant, Mike. I was um, in uh, Asda, again, the aforementioned Asda, looking for, I wanted Bumblebee, the new Transformers movie on Blu-ray. I saw it at the cinema, but I want the, the girls to watch it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was there. And I noticed, and I was very attracted to it, because the actual DVD case itself, the plastic itself, was bright yellow. Mm. Oh. 
I'm looking for Bumblebee, remember? Yeah. I look and it's called Hornet. <laughs> I'm like, I know what this is. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I look in the small writing on the back and I see the asylum. Yeah. I'm like, you fuckers. And it was £5. And I thought to myself, yeah, go on. But, like I said to Ben, the joys of the modern world, I went, hang on a minute. Because you might regret £5 at the end of the month when you're <laughs> scrapping towards payday. There and then, I got my phone out and Googled the trailer. Yeah. It was only a minute and 20-something seconds. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, here we go then. 30 seconds in, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Even me, I love robots, anything related to it. It looked so fucking... It was like a found footage style oh, Blair wow. Witch with a shit row. I was like, fuck off. So, But I could see how other people would yeah. easily get sucked in. Looking for Bumblebee, on it. You sent your mum yeah, out to be honest, Bumblebee most for you. Most of them probably wouldn't notice. What are you saying, Mike? Most <laughs> <laughs> of people in the water dickheads. Can't <laughs> tell I don't say dickheads. Because I'm just a Bumblebee and a Hornet. Well, Sorry, science boy. I say good good luck to your asylum. May all your success in quotes continue. Yeah. Anybody got anything else to say about the joys of Android Cup? No, not really. It was alright. Six out of ten. Fair Solid. Good. I've seen worse. Yeah. I'd probably put Battle for LA about a six out of ten. Mm -hmm. So listening. And that was from a legitimate studio. Give it a chance, man. If I got it for three quid from the shop, imagine how cheap it is on eBay. <laughs> Don't get anyone staring at me, It's one of the films you'll never get rid of. Search it out, get on it, Android Cup. So, yeah, I think that concludes our main section, and we're going to do some strange news. Weird, Weird news. news. Sorry, oh fuck, how did I get that wrong? We've been doing it two years. <laughs> Weird news, that's the brand. Yeah. Play the theme tune. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Does someone take the first one for me? I'll go first if you want then. Yeah, yeah, let's swap it around. Okay. Man who has never felt human now lives his life as a dog in a £2,000 fur suit. Oh, is that real fur? Wow. A human pup who says he has never felt like a man eats his meals out of a dog bowl wears a dog mask and often barks at, licks and bites friends. Kaz James, Rabies? 37, <laughs> it's very unhygienic, claims he's felt like a dog since childhood and says he always felt weird and unable to relate to others before finally allowing his pup persona to shine through in his late teens. The store manager from Salford, Greater Manchester, has had help from an online pup play community and open-minded friends to transition from far-time, far sorry, from part-time pooch to confident canine. The self-professed full-time orange, brown and camo canine... Camo? Un <laughs> That's not a dog breed or colour. Unleashes his dodgy person... His doggy personality. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. It's dodgy if he's got something in your fucking leg. Of though, course, he's fucking dodgy, attention-seeking prick. This is the fucking lunatic. Oh yeah, you know, before I before I make my judgment on this man's mental state, I will listen to the full article. Oh, fuck. All right, skip down to this paragraph here, Mike. This fucking. Outside of work, he can be found in customised rubber outfits, masks, dog leads, harnesses and even a bespoke £2,000 fursuit. 
I didn't ever feel like a human. I always felt like a dog that was really out of place, he said. I never really had a name for it. Being a pup wasn't a thing I knew about. When I met other people like me, I felt I could be my self. I was uh, known by my friends for saying hello to them by grabbing hold of the collar of their shirts in my teeth and biting or licking them. Very canine type behaviours. It's always how I was. Well, canine behaviour, <laughs> attention seeking bell end prick behaviour. Send him to the roughies, he's from Manchester. Send him to the roughies part of Manchester. Send him to Moss Side to a local pub. Tell him to go and act like a dog in there and see how long it takes him to be be convinced that it isn't the most sensible fucking course of action. Fuck this man, fuck everything he stands for, I don't want to read any more bollocks. Is that your final answer? Fuck him. <laughs> Attention seeking prick. Do it a normal way, have a podcast. He's got two grand to fucking shell out on a first Exactly, suit. yeah. That's I haven't got two grand to fucking shell out on something like that. I haven't got two quid. No, neither have I. I've got Tuesday, it's terrible. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. If that's what you're really into and it makes him happy, then who am I to stop him? Oh, fuck Fuck him, Mike! (laughs) (laughs) You Nazi (laughs) gas! That was amazing. Hi, on us. Holy shit. Political ideals have finally allowed. <laughs> We've merged subconsciously. The power duo is complete. <laughs> Fuck them all. Bless him. Oh no, he's just a fucking lunatic, isn't he? He's an absolute cock weasel. You know, I'm a dog. So he's not a cockerspaniel. Have you seen the footage this week of some woman trying round on all fours who thinks she's a dog? Oh, you should have um, told me missus to go home, mate. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I really hope you're not oh, listening. If you are listening, you know I love you and I'm subservient to you in every way, shape or form possible. Um, I kneel you, before your greatness. You're a sex slave. <laughs> more of a... You best way my missus is sex slave. <laughs> I'm more of a... Look, i tell you what, just, just show up now and I won't punch you after we finish recording. <laughs> I'm subservient to you in every way, shape, and form. Please do not destroy me. I love you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry Sorry. I ever spoke out of turn. I'm sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Love you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Jimmy, Mom. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> best we do. Sorry for showing off in front of my friends. I'm sorry. I know I'm not big or clever. Sorry. Sorry. I love you. That didn't help. No. Sorry. <laughs> Next up, man... Can I stay here tonight, man? <laughs> man performs bizarre sex dance for angry <laughs> pheasant while wearing only G-string. Fuck. They didn't get my picture, did they? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were my girlfriend. That's I thought he was professing love to your girlfriend. Yeah, so did I. I thought they were going to show up now and punch after the show. I was talking to my girlfriend. Oh, right. Can't make communication Why are they apologising to yours? She's awesome. It must have to do with me. I don't care if she's angry with me. I'm talking to you. He would. He <laughs> fucking would. Darling, I'm talking to you. I'm sorry. I was just showing up in front of my friends. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know why. This is world-class groveling we've got going on. What's the next one? A scantily clad Cornish man has gone viral after his bizarre sex dance with a pheasant. Well, Farrier Steve Phelps (laughs) stepped in to help a client who was having problems with a terrestrial pheasant on his land. Territorial pheasant. Oh, what did I say? Terrestrial. (laughs) (laughs) Extraterrestrial pheasant on his land. (laughs) Armed only with a hat and half a G string. 
Wow. Half a G-string? Yeah, apparently. The pheasant had become so aggressive that every time the man went out on his ride on lawnmower, the bird would attack him, clawing him in the face with its sharp <laughs> Fuck! Wow. Every thing is though, just every time, right? Every time. Every time. After the first time, that bird has clawed my face. We well, just think it's my beautiful face. Bird, don't you? No, no, my beautiful face, right? <laughs> first of all, that bird's getting a twelve gauge to it straight away. It's in her. You won't be able to see. It's gouged your face. I can drive a fucking lawnmower them multiple times, and he's still going ill on it, and he hasn't tried to kill the fucking bird. Well, he deserves it, doesn't he? What happened, Mike? One person jokingly suggested the 36 year old perform a sex dance to assert his dominance and claim his territory. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, who knows his onions in this field, as he also runs a pheasant shoot. So the comment was some someone taking the mick more than anything. It's breeding season, so let them pheasants show off who is the biggest and best. So I took up on the joke. To be fair, the pheasant looked shocked more than anything. Wow. <laughs> Can't blame him, the poor little fucker. <laughs> Bent over with my tail wagging, I had sticks between my butt cheeks, which acted oh. as tail feathers, and I was wagging my butt at him. Jesus Christ. Your mates have done you over there, man. Yeah. I've been on Google, Steve. One of his friends had bought him half a G-string as a Christmas present. Do <laughs> you get the feeling this is all part of an elaborate setup lasting many months? <coughs> yes, it has the whiff of that. Yeah. Steve and his friends have even named the feisty bird Reg because he looks like one of the Cray twins. Wasn't Reggie the homosexual one? <laughs> was he? Or was that Ronnie? I, don't know. I forget. One of them was, was a sociopathic homosexual though. I forget which one. They were twins. <laughs> you know, Reggie, Ronnie. Yeah. Pretty so, slack. Pretty some uh, some stick off Cray fans now. You have an angry pheasant. Do a sex dance while only wearing a g-string. Yep. Well, Dems the, the trick. <laughs> Dems the rules. Alright, what's okay. the last one then? You can now visit a 5D adult cinema in Amsterdam complete with bouncing chairs. Wow. So Amsterdam is famed for its wine canals, numerous museums and of course the red light district. People travel from far and wide to pay a visit to the Anne Frank House or the Van Gogh Museum as well as the streets lined with sex shops and brothels. But now, there's a new experience for visitors to enjoy, and it's unlike anything you've ever seen. A 5D porn cinema has just opened up in the city, offering porn fans a unique way to watch X-rated movies. What would be 5D? The well, chair's bouncing as well. The chair goes up and down, it blows spunk in your face. I mean, uh, <laughs> sweat smells. You get, you get the, yeah, you get, that, you get that sweaty... You get a cum shot at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, Everybody... <laughs> You think it's like the, the old unit where there's like the reclining fucking chairs and yeah. at the end a fucking little cop comes out from between your legs and just fires a spunk into your face. I didn't want this! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds reasonable. <laughs> the, uh, the bizarre attraction features bouncing chairs as well as air, wind and water jets to help stimulate all five senses offering viewers a totally immersive experience or... You're in Amsterdam, and you're in the red light district. Just pay for a prostitute. Oh, you know, some you people know. have got different kinks. <laughs> you know, go to the cinema and watch a porn film, and jack off with a lot of strangers in the dark, or actually just go and hire a fucking prostitute, and get all that. 
Get your 5D experience. But you want to go That's to the cinema, watch a film and... 60, whatever. <laughs> it's a new experience, isn't it? Some people do. They like to experience new experiences. Yeah, Mike wants to wank up. Yeah. <laughs> In a bouncing chair, but a ward just sprayed at his face, and a dildo pumps warm semen. Onto him after. Yeah, it's a free citizen. Unless you want to live in. I'm to be balls to keep your balls cool. <laughs> unless you want to live in. Android Nothing worse than overheated balls. Heated. <laughs> right, well, is there any more? To these filthy beasts? That's it, um, really. I'll just read the last quote uh, The Dutch Review. <laughs> it's funny because in Amsterdam, even the Dutch people have an interest in breaking free from the norm. Come with your wife, have a laugh, try something different. No. <laughs> Take your wife with you to visit a prostitute. Probably more fun. She might be bi, she might be repressed, she might want it. Who knows? Oh, you want it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you break into it, sorry, being served? Are you being served? <laughs> no, it's fucking, um, fast show, innit? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suits you, sir. Anyway. Not are you being served, thank you very much. <laughs> you might have liked a bit I've of... I've never uh, seen it. Truly are, thought you truly are. I thought you might have liked a bit of uh, Mrs Slocum's pussy. <laughs> wow. Please. <laughs> it was okay. a cat. That was what a the fuck uh, is next? <laughs> See, I told you to watch it. Yeah, uh, you never saw it. No. That was a staple of everyone's growing up. Yeah, it was in, what, late 70s? Yeah, but they showed it on TV in the fucking late 90s. Well, maybe they did, but I didn't right. watch it. Guys, it's funny on ITV, guys, I didn't watch ITV. Oh, we're a BBC guys, family. Guys, we're a BBC family. Stop <laughs> debating 1970s sitcoms. We spent 10 minutes talking about stamps. We got another, another minute talking about a 70s BBC sitcom. ITV sitcom, sorry. Okay, have you finished? <laughs> yes, we're done. What's next? <laughs> It's, it's for Alex. Yay! Do you want to explain what the yeah. fuck that is? So basically, uh, Mike finds us a couple of clips from random, usually, well, weirdos, bigots, insane people. Dicks. Dickheads, in, <laughs> in a lot of cases. And then he picks <coughs> something against the arch saint of insanity himself, Alex Jones. And the winner is the one who goes most full Alex. Because remember, so I had to go a little bit Alex, quarter Alex, half Alex. Sometimes even three-quarter Alex if the situation depends on it. But never, ever go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? So, who we got first, Mike? First up, Brian Fisher. Says the solution to climate change is to repent of our sin. Ooh. And behind him, he's got a banner saying Christian, inspirational, and informative. I'm going to guess that this is not going to be very informative. <laughs> All right, let's see what he's going to say. So we're talking here about what our, our environmentalist friends would call extreme weather. Remember, they're saying everything's the fault of global warming to them. Uh, we're going to have more droughts because of global warming. We're going to have more extreme weather because of global warming. We're going to have more cyclones because of global warming. We're going to have more tornadoes because of global warming. Uh, and so this is the kind of thing that Solomon is talking about here when his nation, when his people were affected by extreme weather events. And now what we discover here from Solomon's record is the problem is not global warming. The problem is the sin of man. And the sin of man, not 
pumping CO2 into the air, but the sin of man, as he goes on to say, is not following the rules and the statutes of God. That's the sin. In time, the penalty for that sin is the heavens are shut up. There's no rain. There's a drought. Animals are dying. Crops are not growing. What's the solution? If my people, who are called by my name, in the face of this environmental catastrophe, the solution is not to go to Congress and get them to crack down on carbon emissions. The solution is to go before God on our faces and repent of our sin. That's what Solomon says. And if we do that, if, he says, we humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. It's the wicked ways that cause the extreme weather. The drought is caused by our wicked ways. So you're not going to get back to healthy weather patterns until you repent of the sins. <laughs> Wow. Can I just point out, Mike, just keep it on pause, but skip back. I want you to see this guy's hairline. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> so he's got a comb over going, mm. right? A comb over that's about half an inch fucking wide. Why is it you always pick up on stuff like this after what he just said? He always goes, doesn't he? He always goes on a mad tangent about the guy's hair or beard. Because I'm looking at him thinking, why well, he's got a comb over? He's got... He's like nearly halfway up the side of his head, bald. Just let it all fucking hang out, man. Well, whatever, man. The guy can do whatever he wants with his fucking hair. He just looks ridiculous. Can't you need to take him seriously with a haircut like that? That's what I meant. This is the voting block, voting office, like the polling station. Who's got the best hair? That's what you're worried about. The guy's telling us that the whole climate change is down to our sinful ways. Oh, it might be. It's not. No, I'm joking. No, I'm it isn't. But, hey, we're pretty simple nowadays, and I for one am in favour. So we can't get good weather unless we act more Christian. Yeah. But just his fucking haircut, I mean... Okay, well, fair play to him. I can't, can't take him seriously. That's his stance. Who's, ne who's next? <laughs> you heard him, Britain, you want better weather. <laughs> Stop being so simple. Oh, Mark Taylor, the firefighter prophet. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, he's saying that Satan uses chemtrails to block God's frequency. Wow, well, this should be insane. Everything in life gives off a frequency. Uh, you know, the clothes I'm wearing, uh, you know, whatever, the carpet in the, in the room, the, the, the trees, the grass. That's why the Bible says when no one else will, the rocks will cry out to me. Because all of creation cries out to God in that frequency. They're actually worshipping I believe it's actually worshiping God, creation, creation itself. Yeah. Creation itself. I mean, you know, the trees, the rocks, whatever the case may be, everything He's created, because we're created to worship. You know. That's why Satan creates so, a new frequency to try to control to combat us. that, to block that. And <laughs> the problem is, is that once we come so far generationally, we've got so many things going on. Uh, whether it's the foods we eat, the the chemtrails, uh, all the spring, uh, is to detract us from hearing God's frequency. Because mm -hmm. when you think about it, they're spraying aluminum and barium uh, in the chemtrails. And if you look on the periodic table, barium and aluminum, uh, barium is B-A, aluminum is A-L, spells fail. No coincidence. Oh, wow. No coincidence. That's deep. That's deep. That's no coincidence. Yeah. So when you look at this, Rick, we are literally walking antennas. <laughs> because we've been breathing the aluminum, we've been breathing the, the, the barium, it's, it's saturated all the foliage, this is why you had the fires up there in California was 
They said these, these guys out there were saying these fires were literally exploding. They couldn't control them. Wow. That's why. It's because aluminum itself will burn at 1,200 degrees. So this, the foliage has been saturated with this stuff. So when you look at everything that we're eating, the heavy metals, toxicity that everyone has, we are literally giant antennas, which was intended. So if you want to get really deep on this, these entities that the, the devil uh, has put down here, that these Satanists worship or you know uh, tap into for this knowledge, if you will, they've told them how to do this stuff. They've showed them how to do this stuff for decades, I mean for thousands of years, but they've tapped into this stuff of how to clog up man's ears and eyes and be able to sense and feel God every time you're walking around. Chemtrails, Satan. So yeah, that was Mark Taylor. Satan is using chemtrails to block the frequency of God. And turn us all into walking antennas. And I like that how he did the thing with the barium and the aluminium. Oh yeah. Ball. Yeah. I might do some joint here. What's Alex going to say? What's your nickname for him, Ben? The Arch Saint of Insanity. That's him. The, the guy who keeps ducking that fight with me. One and the same. Okay. <laughs> What's he up to this week? This week he's proclaiming his love for Muslims and Somalis. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a happy face on in that still shot, though, does he? <coughs> when does he ever? No, okay, that's true. Here we go. And everybody knows the Somalis don't assimilate and they attack a lot of people and kill a lot of people. And then and, and push little kids off balconies at the mall <laughs> for no reason. And that's why I famously said, We love our Somalis, we love our Muslims too. He's oh they so himself. good, oh they so sweet. I'm gonna stab your daughter at the mall. Gonna stab your wife, your son. Gonna stab him with a butcher knife. And then the police chief is gonna say, We love our Somalis. We love our Muslims too. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so sweet. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so sweet. Something like 80% are on welfare. Oh, we so good. Oh, we so sweet. We played that video yesterday where the filmmaker goes through Minneapolis-St. Paul and not one Somali will tell him that he wants to live in America. I want to live in Somalia. You're like, well, that doesn't make sense. You came here, you want to be here. But see, it's the double thing. It's like Ilhan, the arrogance she bleeds and oozes and the hate and sliminess and the, the creepiness of it. I mean, the women don't get to open their mouths in Somalia. They're lower than dog excrement. But here... She can pull up her skirt and just piss all over the Republican <laughs> flag, pissing all our faces with those evil beady eyes, that evil smile, because she knows we're going to submit to her, because she's better than us, and she's going to feed on us. <laughs> her boys are going to beat your white heads in with hammers, and the media's going to love it. Wow. Because our Somalis are sweet, oh, they're so sweet, oh, they're so sweet, 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 sweet. <laughs> so thank you, Ilhan. You're, look at that thick smile. It's so superior, so arrogant. Her country isn't a country, it's a backwards road warrior hell pit. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> the main industry is piracy. And the next industry is slavery of non-Somalis. And she knows business is going to be good. She's a criminal con artist. 
married her brother to bring him here. They married other men. And she's going to sit up there with her inferiority complex. Did he prove that? I do. And she is going to make you bow to her. <laughs> it's awesome. She keeps laughing. She can't believe it. She can't believe the scams and the fraud that you know she's running right now. She can't believe how weak you are. She can't believe how she's preying on you. She can't yeah. believe how disingenuous she is. Yeah. She cannot believe it, how much she loves it. Oh, but I haven't gotten to any of the stories yet, sorry. We love our Somalis. We love our Muslims, too. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so sweet. Thousands of churches burning in Europe. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Of course. Fuck. I think uh, I'd have probably heard about that. That's Wouldn't insane. we? We'd have heard about that living in Europe. <sighs> Alright, so I'm going for Alex. Yeah, he's got it. Hands down for me. I mean, that was just. That was racist. Let's just have it a. Really was. There's no other way. No, there is, yeah. And he knows who he's selling it yeah. to. He knows exactly who he's selling exa it to. He don't believe any of that. He knows exactly what he's doing. Pouncing on the opportunism that that she's in politics at the moment. I don't know her name. I'm sorry, very disrespectful, but Ilan Omar, I think. There you go. Mm -hmm. He's pouncing on that to rile up the sorts of people who he knows subscribe to his shit. That's pretty shameful of him, and he's won it hands down by being a bit of a prick this week. Sorry, Alex, I know yeah. laugh at you, but that was a bit a bit close to the knuckle, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah she's a a proud Muslim African woman. She's like, from what I hear, she's yeah. actually a pretty decent congresswoman. And, and, and think of the barriers that she's had to overcome. In mm? the States, yeah. yeah. A Mad Max hell pit. <laughs> I mean, she was literally, she's, she's a representative. She's been elected legally. Yeah. Because he doesn't like that. Yeah. Oh, oh no. no. It's not even him. I don't believe he's got a problem with it for a second. It's just who he knows he's trying Could to pitch be. to. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right there, yeah. It's the extremes, the extremists of America who truly believe him and think he's a, well, a, a, a martyr. I mean, it, it, I don't think he'd get away with that in England, would he? No, that'd be inside and hate speech. He wouldn't get away with that anywhere other than the fact that he's now so underground, it's only on his own channel. Literally, he's not a yeah, YouTuber. Yeah, he can kind of say what he wants, can't he? I mean, he's, he's got his he's own channel, that's it. On, he's in like, the US, they can, can't they? I think he's probably thinking, I've got nothing to lose now. I've lost all these millions. Yeah. Or my staff are jettisoning like spaceships, remember last time? <laughs> so, fuck it, I'll go as far right as I can get away Some with. Some of that was disturbing. Yeah. Some of that language was, yeah. was disgusting, to be fair. Well, that's a new low for Alex. Yeah, so, so you just have a quick recap through the last two. Go on, then. So we've got Brian Fisher says the solution to climate change is to repent our sins. Wow. Still pretty crazy. Well, I think he's won it. That's my bet. Alex was just a racist cunt. I suppose you've got to look at that because we have disqualified Rick Wiles before now for being the coach. I, I, I don't just, think he's a coach. Think, yeah. I just think morally we have to go with Alex this week. No, because it is who goes the most crazy and we have mm. disqualified mm. That's what you mean. racist It's not before. a title that you want to hold. Yeah, I think we've got to I mean, go who, who's the coach? Coach Dave Dobenmeyer. We've gone before while he's just being racist there. He can't win it. So I think we have to look at that with Alex mm. this, in this scenario. This guy actually thinks that climate change is because we're sinning. Yeah. But he also believes in God, so it's all sort of hand in hand. But then we yeah, have... but some people believe in God, but they don't believe in that. Yeah, I They don't believe it's saying... so literal, do they? I mean, he say, look, look, Isaac, whatever his name was in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. He, said, he said this, therefore... I agree with you, but I'm also, I've, I think Alex has got to have it. And then Mark Taylor, 
you know, Satan uses chemtrails to block the frequency, That's and innocent. God's frequency, everything on creation transmits a frequency back to God, and Satan is using chemtrails to block that. <laughs> now, now my money's on him. They're all winners on this well, you week. you can't give all three the winnership. Well, you can, fuck well, it if you want. No, we have to... Uh, Gaz votes for Alex, you vote for Mark Taylor, I vote for Brian Fisher. That's Fishing. a three-way tie, isn't it? Three-way tie. Yeah, there you go, first time. We need a decider next week, we need the same three guys on. Second time. Oh, I don't know all if right, I can see what I can find. Well, before we forget, let's say, Facebook. Facebook, go into the button and post to the apocalypse. We've had some great uh, responses to our memes recently, that's much appreciated. Thank you, like the page. Listen to the show, share and share. Indeed. YouTube, Solar Warden Music, find that channel, and Sewage Pipe Gaming, find that channel. I love you, thank you. That's it. Uh, Twitter, Apocalypse Ball, YouTube, Apocalypse Ball for the show, SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, anywhere you can really find a podcast. So I'll share, say share, share. thank you for listening. I've been Ben, don't drink the Flavor Aid, and don't join a cult. I've been Gaz. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Who's that Jedi course going, Mike? It's going fine. Is it? Where are you up to now? It's not question two, but... <laughs> it's not question one anymore. It's a start. Exactly. All right, thanks for listening. Bye.